Good morning. Today's class is Rufu Shalema Serbarfani and Rufu Shalema Bendin Ben Rifka. Also, in the succession of Shemayim Lisheva Noah, Kadiel Ben Lisheva, Emet Lisheva, Shefa Lisheva, Reda Makavatov Basha, Kadiel Lisheva. Also, the Lunishma Yerkan of the Animal Gedalim. And we are going to be in Mexico City next Tuesday, Tuesday night event and Wednesday morning event. I'm very excited for that. Um, all right, please share and rate the podcast. We have a very, very incredible concept today. We're gonna, uh, as we're going deeper and deeper into these concepts, we're going to talk about lesson one or two. We're going to talk about uh, a, a specific article that uh, Joseph Rosenfeld wrote, Rabbi Joseph Rosenfeld, and he specifically wrote about Rabbi Mayor Morgenstein, about 10 to 12 benefits of what, what's actually happening when we're doing his bodhidud. What's physically happening? What's happening in the spiritual worlds? And I, ne- I never saw that angle. I always, you know, I, I've always felt it, but he's, we're going to talk about the, what, what the spiritual angles, what's happening behind the scenes in heaven, and what are we accomplishing when we are, when we are dwelling alone? Like, what, what, why, why are we putting so much importance on the private speech, on the, on the, on the, on the constant, constant growth? First, I just want to be before we start the class, Rabbi Nachman says a person could stop a bullet in the middle of the air with his bodhidut. He could stop, speech could stop a bullet in the middle of the air. And I witnessed this myself. Uh, obviously, when, anytime you deal with Moroccans, it's almost like you have to stop bullets in the middle of the air. <laughs> so I've seen through the power of, of his bodhidut, bullets being stopped in the middle of the air. That's the power of it. Again, the more you believe in it, the more you see it. It's extremely important to understand that. Most of us, we still, we're, we're still not there on these concepts. We're, 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 there, we're, we're almost there, or we're, and, and I can't, I'm not, I'm not telling you anything because the first 10 years of learning breast of teachings, I did not do his bodhidut. I read about his bodhidut, I did not do it. And I saw the difference in my life. I would thank God that God brought you know, hell, on, hell on earth to me and, and, and got me to do his bodhidut. It came from a lot of extremely amount of pain. But what it did to me, it transformed from the head to the heart. So the teachings no longer became a concept. They became part of me. And that's extremely important. We all need to get in your, you, you know, you, you hear, I, I help a lot of people with phone calls. I, help, I said, what's not going in? Something's not going in. So that's what I'm concerned. I'm concerned when things are not going in. And we're not, things are not going, we're not just doing this to get likes and, and, and to get, uh, and, and to get spot, shares. I couldn't care less. I, I, need, I need results. We need results. And, 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 and maybe I'm a little bit, um, maybe, I'm maybe a, a little bit too direct, but we have to get it from the head to the heart. And that's where magic happens. Otherwise, you end up in therapy forever. You end up doing, dealing with the same issues forever. And that's, the, that's from, God's not putting you the same issue for a reason. He's putting you because it's not going into the hearts. It's an intellectual thing. It's not going into the heart. And this is what we're going to really, really talk about. Rav Nachman says it in clearly in Lesson 102. And he says it clearly here. He says, By what means does God provide Israel abundant good? But what, what means does he build? He, he, what, what allows us to build, to, to develop the vessel? The vessel is through, through prayers. When the mouth and the letters are the vessels for receiving the influx of Shefa. So you physically have to speak. If you look at the world today, go look at YouTube videos. Go look, go, go look. You know, 
See how many videos you see on meditation. You'll see a thousand videos. See how many videos you see on breathing. Box breathing, Wim Hof breathing, you know, jungle breathing, you know, uh, all kinds of... Cr- Every way, every breathing method, gorillas breathing, animals, monkeys breathing, everybody's breathing. Box breathing, military breathing, meditation, transcendental meditation, all kinds, all kinds of, everyone in the book. Remember, guys, we have to extremely important, it's extremely important to understand. The goal is not to, the goal is to not alter consciousness. The goal is to expand consciousness. Remember, all of these meditations are wonderful. I use them all the time to calm down. I did it with my patients yesterday. We had, we had a beautiful Wim Hof method, but they, all they did is calm them down to get them to focus. It didn't change them yet. It didn't change them. What changes you is bittle, is, is surrendering to the light. That's what really changes, which we're going to talk about now. So again, the flow of bounty, the flow of bounty is through speech. You have to speak. You have to let it out. You have to talk it out. You have to physically speak. Without speaking, it's just altering consciousness. You will feel better if you do a breathing meditation. It will calm you down. But remember, these things will just come right back again. It does not change you. Change, we want change. Change is the magic word. Bittle, transformation, a new reality. That's what you're looking for. Imagine if we talked about AI versus using AI. <laughs> Look at the difference. AI is a new reality in the world. It's bringing chef into the world, right? What is AI? AI, God is using AI to bring Shefa through the world through AI. It's not because of AI, it's through AI, right? So the same thing, what we have to do is we have to become those, we have to become the vehicle for that. So I'm just giving you, a, before we even talk, it took me 10 years learning Rabbi Nachman's teachings, but until, I, until the hell broke loose in my life and I started speaking and doing this about the dude, and started talking to God and started physically, nothing really, it, I knew the concepts, but did it, did, were they part of me? Were, were they, were, did I see a, ch- a crazy change? So I want you guys to, to listen to the podcast, but then you really, really need to, 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 to that's, that's chokhmah, that's knowledge. Now you need to internalize the knowledge. And I can't express that to you enough. I cannot express that to you. When you do that, magic happens in life. So what, is, what does he say, Rav? He begins this marmar by saying, it's a, they're, they're a nation that dwells alone. That means, basically, when in the, in the parsha of Bilaam, it talks about the curses that the Jews, that Bilaam tried to curse us, and there was three things that, that did not allow him to curse us, instead they were blessed. And one of the things was, it's a nation that dwells alone. It's a nation that dwells alone. That means, when you dwell alone, the whole concept of dwelling alone, inner work, etc., you cannot get cursed if you dwell alone. Because what you're doing is, is you're transforming. So what, is, what, what does the holy, where, where he talks about here, where the Baal Shem Tov brought teachings through Chachma, through knowledge, through thought into the world, thinking positively, etc. Rab Nachman really brought the, this, his teachings descend through the world of Briria, Yetzira, and Asiya, physical speech. So Rab Nachman's all about action. If you see in my, all my classes, there's always practical work for you to do. There's not, we're just not talking about the things all day long, the partial on this. There's, what are we doing? What, what's next? It's not just a bunch of light and, and you know, you, sometimes you see places, light, 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 but they go out of the door, they, they go and do the same thing that they were doing before they came to the class. That means something's happening. 
You can't become the same person before the class and after the class. You have to do something different. That means that we have to, because that, that's the difference between, again, the world that just wants light, 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 light. But we are here to create vessels. And vessels are created when, when you do the hard work, when you, when you put yourself in uncomfortable positions, when you start creating the speech, when you start facing the issues, when you start dealing with the reality of your life. So the first thing he says is the first thing why we need to do his bodhidut, and this is for, for Mayor Morgenstein. He's saying, first, you have to, why? Because the whole purpose of his bodhidut is you're creating Yehudim. Yehudim means unifications. What causes, you, what causes Shefa to come down into this world is a unification. Is a zivuk. It's a zivuk. Just like somebody wants a soulmate, right? He needs a soulmate. He needs a partner. In the spiritual world, we have to make, we have to make unions. Unions are usually done by having intention and attention. When you have good intention for something, and then you put attention to it, that usually allows it. When the mind and the heart are aligned together, the 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 worst thing that you, we could do today, what we're suffering today, is, is broken focus. ADHD, no patience for this. That's not so fun. That's not so. Fu- it's not fun. You shouldn't be fun. You shouldn't really be. <laughs> I have ADHD. Uh, I can't focus. Uh, I have five minute attention span for a class. That's not really good. That's not really good. It's not something. To, it's not something to laugh about. It's something to talk about and say, "Hold, oh, this is a problem." Because if I have, if I don't have five minutes for my kids, if I don't have presence in my life, I'm going to have horrible relationships. I'm going to have horrible relationships myself. Because if I don't have the ability to deal with being uncomfortable for a little bit, a lot of a lot of us, believe it or not, developed this this when we were children, as according to some theories, you know that we we developed through trauma. Because when you get yelled at, you don't want to look straight in the eye; you look aside. So any time that that became a, that's Gabriel Mate's concept. He's not so not so wonderful in Israel, but he does have this concept of you know when people got yelled when kids got yelled at, you know nobody likes nobody looks straight in the eye at the person. So we have a we have a system as children looking away, look disassociating. When you're going through something, you disassociate. So this is a, this is this is con- this has been used now. We're constantly disassociating from things that bother us. How do we do that? We, do, we, do, we grab a phone, we, we don't talk about it, we ignore, we, we pretend we didn't hear, or we, we, do, we just numb out. And no, numbing out does not allow you to get to the icker of the things. And again, you need to understand, it took me 10 years, and this is not something that you should, but you need to at least start desiring, scheduling a time and setting up. So what's the first thing that he says that it allows us to do? Is it allows you to waken the heart. It allows you to awaken the heart. That means awakening the heart is not just reading material, it's through speech. Speech allows you to warm up, awaken the heart. When you tell your wife, I love you, when you tell your children, you, you can't just say, I, I, well, don't you know I love you, I'm here with you. No, you physically need to tell them you love them. You're telling them. Speech is a big difference between saying, isn't it obvious that I love you if I'm still married to you? If I wasn't married to you, I would not love you. Yeah, yo, yo, you have to say it. It's not enough to physically to just, here, I'm here, I'm here, and isn't it obvious? No, that's the way guys think. But the women, women bring out the emotions out of it. You physically have to tell your children, you love them, you hug them. It's not just because you're there with them that, that that's enough. That's, that's the way we process this as men, because we think, well, isn't it obvious? No, it's not. So the same, the same thing. We, we have to awaken our own heart. Our heart has to be awakened, not just because you're... You're learning something doesn't mean you believe in it. 
you have to awaken the heart. So his bodhidut allows you, speech allows you to awaken the heart. Remember, when the intellect is weak, is when you need to arouse emotion. And emotion is love. Emotion expansion. Emotion is energy. So we arouse our emotion. We awaken our heart. So that's the first thing. Without a heart, what happens? We walk, we walk into everything, you know, like every day in Manchester, right? Cold, raining cold. Uh, <laughs> nothing's new under the sun. So that's the first thing. Awaken, awakens. This is to do awakens the heart. Creates passion. Creates passion. The second thing, it allows you to turn Torah into tefillah. Okay, which is an extremely important concept. If you want to develop yourself spiritually, because in life it, it's very simple. If the speech is cold, that means the Torah is cold. Okay? And it's, you know, sometimes let's say you're, you're in the gym and you, you don't want to work out. So what do you need? Sometimes you just need to, to move your legs around. You need to you know, pump. If you start working out your legs, that will give you adrenaline, that will give you testosterone, and the, which allows you to work, work out the upper body. But the, you need the legs to arouse the, the, sometimes the upper body because you need, you need warmth. So the same thing. We need Torah enlightened speech and speech enlightens Torah. It works both. I need Torah to enlighten speech. So let's say I listen to a class. That class, I should pray about the class to internalize the message. So the second thing is it says is it allows you to internalize, take Torah and tefillah together. And that combination is, is just magical. Because you can give a class, and you can, you could. It, 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 it's all about internal. It's the fiftieth level. Reb If we look at Reb prayers, he specifically all he would talk every single time he had a class on Reb on the Kuti Moran. He spoke about it. He expressed his desires for it. The third thing that he says, it allows you to have the opening for the possibility of divine inspiration of Ruach Hakodesh. So when you're in a zone, when you're warm, and you're in, and you're in that warmth and, and joyful environment, or, or brokenhearted, you are now making a space for your Creator, and your Creator can now come through you to speak through you. Incredible concept. You can actually create Ruach HaKodesh, because now you're making a vessel. When you're anxious and depressed and, and not focused, there's no space for your Creator to come to you. The Arizal said, there's no space. Where, what's the space to come to? <laughs> You're, even if he gave you a hint, you, you, wouldn't make a, you would not even pay attention to it. So you need to... Broken focus today. We are suffering from broken focus today. We're busy. What are we busy? I'm so busy, I have no time to do anything. Busy with what? Busy thinking. So I have no time to speak. So again, refocus. Refocus. So again, that allows you... It allows you to open up the po- for the possibility of Ruach HaKadosh. And that's where all your answers are, by the way. When you ask a question, the answers come. Not all the time, but when you're in a good state, and you're in a good position, and you awaken the heart, and you're in a good mindset, and you ask the right questions in heaven, you know what happens? God comes through you and gives you the answer. He comes through you and gives you the answer. So again, the first thing it does is awakens the heart. The second thing it does is it turns Torah into tefillah. The third thing it does... It allows for the possibility of Ruach HaKodesh. That means God comes through you when you need a situation. God, should I buy NVIDIA or not? <laughs> buy it! <laughs> I've asked many questions, even about physical. What do you think about this? And I, got, I, get, I get shivers. And that's how I know the answers. When I, get, when I get shivers, that's when I know to do it. 
That's, that's how I get the, the signal in heaven. They acknowledge, listen to this, another, the fourth thing it does is that you're acknowledging the power of speech. You're acknowledging. That means by physically talking, doing his body, you're acknowledging the power of speech. And we just told you right now in lesson 102 that speech is the vehicle for all blessings. Speech is the vehicle for all blessings. Look up, look up YouTube. How many videos you see on, on prayer to God? How many videos you see on, on his bodhidut? Maybe you'll see five or four. Maybe three of them are mine. Okay? And, 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 but meditation, uh, mindfulness, thousands. There's a difference in life between altering consciousness and expanding consciousness. Remember, altering consciousness is just putting a pause on your anxiety. Okay? Expanding consciousness is turning your, exci- your anxiety into excitement. <laughs> See the difference? It's turning the same problem into now the solution. You want to put a pause on the anxiety or you want to take the anxiety and turn it into excitement? What do you want to do? Think about that. We got to get to the core of the issue. So the, the fifth thing, the fifth thing allows you, the fourth thing allows you for the possibility to understand the power of speech. So what do you mean? Of course I know the power of speech. No, no, no. You don't know the power of speech because you have not seen what speech can do. You have not seen. I have seen in my own eyes miracles that I've seen, things that I prayed for, incredibly happen the next day. And I've seen this tons of times. So every single time I see it, I believe in it more. I'm more... I'm more, I'm more disciplined about it. So sometimes you got to break the ice. And you got to do it. The sixth thing it does, listen to this one. It allows you, the sixth thing he's about to do does, is allows you to experience the loftiest forms of surrender. Through his body to do Why does a person, think about why a person gets angry. A person gets angry because he's full of himself. And there's no room for God. Angry, anger makes you rise and it makes you feel powerful. But what happens? You take your creator and there's no space for your creator. The more we surrender, we negate ourselves, and we make more room for our creator. Do you understand? So the, the more you surrender is you're making more room for your creator and the possibility of change. So that's why you need, to, you need a specific time to work on bittal, to let go. And it's not, and, and, and I promise you, I promise you, like I said before, we are 99% of the people, they're headed, anytime they have a problem, they're dealing it with the wrong way. They're always asking for a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Get the pain, let the pain go away. Uh, why is, let this person be nicer. Let this person, no. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like that. You should get to a point where you're no longer offended by the person's comments. You should get the point where they no longer bother you or you see such beauty in them that nothing can bother you about them. You understand? The reason why you're so insulted is because you think too much of yourself. If you thought less, if you stopped thinking of yourself so much, you wouldn't be so insulted. You understand? Like, think about this concept. Why are, we so, why, why are you thinking of yourself so much? That's why you're so insulted. If you just recognize that somebody's comment, why are you thinking of yourself so much? That's called bittal. Bittal is reducing yourself, not, a, not at a, not at a uh, low self-esteem, out of knowing that you know nothing anyway. 
And what's it? It's that person's comment, not yours. It's that person's business, not your business. So his bodhidut allows you to go into major surrender, major surrender and letting go. I don't know if we're in the sixth or the seventh. The seventh thing it does is it allows you to this, to know the secret of bitachon within tefillah and the spiritual potent in the spiritual possibilities to go through the highest level of radla. What does radla means? To get to a point where you walk around and you know you re, you really know that you know nothing, that nothing can bother you. To get to a point like Purim, like you don't like what you thought was bad, it's really the greatest thing. So many of us are walking around with the wrong meaning in life. Through through his bodhidut, you can get to a point through trusting and bitachon, you can get to the point where you even say the bad is good. And that's why he says the role of bitachon can experience in the work of his bodhidut, thereby drawing down the light of salvation into the experience of the pain itself. So imagine while you're, the more you're, you're, you have both, both surrender and trust, you know what you're doing? You're actually drawing the salvation to your problem, the light of the salvation, into the current situation right now. Into the experience of pain itself, which is rooted in the highest levels of Radla. Radla is the Purim energy. Is, 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 the, is to get to the point of not knowing that you know nothing. It's the point to, to, to laugh at the craziest things, situations that happen. Imagine a person gets cancer and he starts laughing in joy. Imagine. Imagine, imagine the point where you can get, you, you, you laugh at everything, not from a place of, of, of being stupid and being ignoring, no, to a point where you see the good in everything. Imagine, imagine living like that. What is that, what is, what is that worth? Imagine what your mood will look like. Again, this is all superhuman stuff. But by dwelling alone and going through this, you look at the, the amount of things that you're getting here. I mean, this is like a superfood, for God's sake. CBD, you know, it gets rid of your sleep, it takes care of sleep, it takes care of, uh, you know, it takes care of your anxiety, it takes care of, yes, for, for, for 20 minutes, but not forever. His bodhidu gets it forever. The encounter, it, uh, number seven, it allows you to encounter your, your, listen to this, beautiful concept. It, his bodhidut allows you to go to God with all your lacks. You see the difference? This, what, what does this do? This gets you out of a victim mindset. How many of you are walking around with a victim mindset? A victim mindset is, is not, never should be existing. You should come to your creator with lack. Creator of the world, I'm lacking the ability to see the good in this person. Not this person's abusing me. I'm lacking the ability to see the good in this situation. That's why I'm depressed. You have to come to your creator with real lack. Creator of the world, I'm lacking love in my relationship. I'm lacking enthusiasm in prayer. I'm lacking focus in, in this. I'm lacking the ability to trust your work. That is a lack. When you come with a lack, God creates the lack so you can come to God through that lack. Do you understand the whole point of it? The lack is, for, is so you can come to God through that lack. You take, a, pretend your kid's in camp, and you tell him, you know what? Cancel his credit card. What do you think he's going to do? He's going to call you. He's going to say, where's my credit card? <laughs> where's my credit card? 
really quick. Really quick. He's not going to say, well, I don't know why this is happening to me. <laughs> maybe my father doesn't love me. Maybe, maybe the world's against me. Maybe I'm not to go, meant to go buy things. This is the crap that people come up with. Blah, 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 blah. All of this thing. This and this and this. No, no, you have a lack. Your creator wants you to talk to him through that lack. A drunk person cannot pray. You know why he can't pray? Because he has no lack. You can't pray when you're on drugs. Why? There's no lack. There's no pain. There's nothing missing. There's nothing missing. You're already whole. You know, wait, 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 you know, wait two hours and then you'll see the, the, the crash you're going to have. But there's no hold, there's no, there's no lack. I lack, therefore I come to you, creator of the world. I lack, I come to you, I come to my creator with my lack. I come to him with my imperfection. I come to him with my, all, all the, the messes in my life. I'm coming with lack. You need a place to come with lack. And that gets you out of a victim mindset because eventually the lack will be fulfilled. So you have, that's part of prayer, lacking, lacking. That's why we're going through these things. So does the, the, ninth, the ninth one, the transition of desire and yearning into self-notification. So you also need a place where you tell your desires, your manifestations, your desires, your yearnings. You have to have a time where you manifest. Things just don't happen by themselves. You have to put the energy out there. So that allows you also to set a time. I do this all the time with a specific song, with a specific situation where I want the, a favorable thing to happen. So I will go and I'll play the song and I will imagine it working out. And the more I see it, the more I see it, the more I see it, it magically happens. You physically have to put it out. That's the light of desire. That's the light of desire. Imagine you're dealing with somebody you have horrible shalom bite issues and imagine you're you visualizing yourself everything working out and going to a nice nice dinner and everybody apologizing and being calm. What do you think this is going to happen by a 5000 therapist? You physically have to put it out there. It's 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 it, that's emuna. Emuna is the ability to see it out. But it, you need time to do this. This does not happen by itself. Miracles don't happen by themselves. They're they're created when you're able to create a space for them. And the last thing he says is it discusses the role of his bodhidut in the in the practice of again talking about lifting, helping you rectify the sparks in your life. What does that mean practically? Every situation in life, imagine you're dealing business with people, and the guy lies with he lies. And these two should have been making a deal together. But what happens? This one lied. And because he lied, now the deal cannot go through. And now the charity cannot be given, etc. So that spark is lost. Spark is lost. Or imagine you were meant to, to marry somebody, but you got way too physical. And the zivug went to the garbage. That spark is gone. Spark is gone. People come into your life to elevate sparks all the time. Business transactions, people, etc. Everything's a test. You have to see these signs and it helps you elevate the sparks. So again, you have about 10 to 12 things. Besides, it helps you 
like Rabbi Nachman says many times, it helps to get rid of your fallen fears. But obviously, if you have trust, you have fallen fears. So you should really go into, again, the more we go into these things, the more we go deeper, deeper into the, into, to the benefits of his bodhidut. And I mean, here, you could tell me, this is the menu of the, of the week. Go deeper into the meaning of it, and you'll see the, the most important, it's going to wake up your heart. And once the, the heart is awakened, you start believing in possibility. You start believing in possibility. When, stuff, when the heart is closed, you don't believe in possibility anymore. So I've had to even change my schedule. I used to go sometimes in the morning, now I go right after the class, I go do, to a field to go speak. I do it, I make it non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. Nothing's more important than this. So you have to make it non-negotiable. It cannot be something, well, if I get a chance, I'll do it. If I get a chance, I'll work out. Yes, and, and, and obviously you have 60% body fat, okay? Yes, if you get a chance, you work out, you have 60% body fat. It, nobody tells you, if you go speak to anybody who's serious, if you get a chance to work out, what? They'll tell you, no, I, I, I got a new job, I have to work out before. Uh, I, 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 I'm working late, I have to work out at night. They'll make it a priority. So you have to make this a priority. And I hope I gave you enough stuff to get there. Have a great day. Amen.